It is Monday, the 6th day of July, 2020. You're coming off the 4th of July weekend, uh, which saw a lot of booze, a lot of food, a lot of fucking fireworks, and the uh, 10 dog challenge that we put our friend Jeffrey through. Uh, that and three gripes, three good gripes this week. So, uh, episode 18, complaints and observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Good uh, morning, good afternoon, happy Monday. I uh, hope all of you are doing very well, all four of you that listen to my show. <sighs> um, yeah, a fun weekend. Fun weekend, must say. Uh, uh, did a lot, got a lot done. Friday, the observed holiday, we looked at some houses. Um as I've talked about the, the home search here now for a few episodes, um, we sold the house. Our current residence has been sold. Uh, we close, I think, third week of August. And um, good buyer. Probably could have got way more money for it. But my wife made a good argument about the um, the offer came from a very solid buyer. So... And they were very flexible in terms of us moving out. So given this banana land market right now, that was a, uh, that was a win. So, so that's good. I'm going to look at something else this afternoon that, um, bit of a project house, but, uh, I feel good about this. I think that this is something that we could get fingers crossed, knock on wood, vibrating springs from the mic stand. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, 4th of July weekend, huh? How about that? Yeah. So, uh, hung out, cook out on uh, Saturday, good times. And, uh, the 10 dog challenge, uh, took place. And I've, we, we've talked about the 10 dog challenge here a handful of times, a really dumb thing, um, that, uh, fueled by a dumb show, um, and a, I don't want to call Jeff dumb, but you know, a dumb thing for Jeff to say and do, uh, he said that he could eat 10 dogs. It, the, the impetus for this was, uh, we were having another cookout. Well, not just a cookout, but it was just sort of grilling at, uh, our friend Matt's place and, and Jeff for whatever fucking reason out of the blue, oh, I could eat 10 of these. No problem. And well. That's a challenge. Done. Gauntlet has been laid, if you will. And so, uh, the grand plan started. The wheels started cranking. Um, you know, rules. 
how we're going to do this, when we're going to do it. We gave him advance notice, which is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to fucking spring it on him randomly sometime later in the summer. But, uh, you know, we figured there would be more people to watch him uh, 4th of July weekend uh, with which to embarrass him further. And so that's what we did. Um, and honestly, ended up being... One, funny. Two, sad. <laughs> and as you'll hear, uh, you know, I got audio and video, so I'm going to try to string all the videos together and put it up on the YouTube page because uh, some of them are pretty funny. Um, but, I mean, the intro right off the bat. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the first annual 10-dog challenge <laughs> or Jeff being a dumbass. Uh, here's Jeff Farnham. There are 10 dogs. He's getting ready to eat all 10 dogs in 60 minutes the long way. Jeff, are you ready? I'm ready. I honestly don't remember doing the little fart noise at the end, and it might not even have been me, but it came through, and I couldn't edit that out. It was too funny. Um, but, I mean, that was just the beginning. So that's, you know, you'll see in the video Jeff just sitting there, 10 dogs in front of him. You know, all giddy, ready to go. <sighs> um, but we needed some encouragement for Jeff. So we reached out to a good source via Cameo. And who knows if this is legal. I may end up having to take this out uh, at some point. But we secured... Uh, world-renowned comedian Jim Norton to uh, put together a cameo, um, you know, just as a, a pep talk for Jeff. Uh, you know, I, I typed out a little information for him, and, uh, and this is how that went. All right, Jeff, you fucking fat buffoon. Matt and Dave uh, would like you to do something about that large fleshy lump on your abdomen. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound pleasant. I guess they're concerned that you, their friend, are a fat buffoon. Those are great words. Nobody wants to be known as a fucking fat buffoon. What's your friend over there doing? I don't know. He's a fat buffoon. Sums it, there's no need for any more information than that. Uh, they say you're gonna be eating 10 hot dogs in an hour this fourth. Other, uh, no reason other than just being a fat schlub. They've replaced buffoon with schlub. So not only are you a fat buffoon, you're a fucking fat schlub who's gonna eat a bunch of hot, what are you, in a hot dog eating contest? Not that I'm any better, I'm gonna shove two or three in my anus. So I guess we're both just feeding different addictions, Jeff. I can't hate you for it. But uh, I think they're a little worried. First of all, what is the big fleshy thing on your big fat stomach, you buffoon slash schlub. I don't know what it is. And why are you eating 10 hot dogs? Ugh, do you just like that? Do you gonna put buns on them or do you pull them out of the water and then just suck them down whole? 10 hot dogs in an hour is not an eating contest, by the way. If it is, you suck at eating contests. And eating competitive eaters are usually thin. They're not fat buffoons or fat schlubs. Matt and Dave have really had enough with that fucking fleshy lump on your abdomen. They hate it. They probably talk about it when you're not around. 
What do you buy XL shirts to try to cover it? And you're hoping it will hang off your shoulder and cover the fleshy lump on your abdomen. You're really grossing everybody out. Stop eating the fucking hot dogs. Get the fucking fleshy lump taken off your abdomen and then drop a few, you fucking, you fat buffoon. <laughs> fat buffoon is very funny. And you're a schlub, um, a clod. I'm gonna throw that one in. They came up with schlub and buffoon. And I'm gonna say, Jeff, you're a fuck, you're an unsightly clod. And Matt and Dave have had enough. Stop with the fucking hot dogs. The best part of that is obviously the the usage of fat buffoon. And he got a kick out of that, which is, I mean, as the person who wrote the copy for Jim Norton, uh, I was very pleased to hear that he enjoyed my usage of the phrase fat buffoon. But he came through big time. And, uh... So that got played. Everybody laughed. It was a good time. And then uh, from there, we got down to uh, the eating of the hot dogs. Jeff um, had no strategy other than eating the hot dogs. Now, he wanted KM Franks. Um, that sort of defeated the whole purpose of making a fool out of him. Um, I wanted to go initially with the cheapest hot dog on earth, the bar S, which is about 99 cents for an eight pack. And it is most likely nothing but lips and assholes. Uh, he refused flatly. So we agreed to a compromise and I told him I would find a suitable dog. And I did in the ballpark all-beef hot dog. Uh, he also started crying about the bun. I was going with a standard Coney Island-style hot dog bun. Uh, Jeff said he wanted the um, inferior New England-style bun, and um, I said, fine. We'll give you the New England-style bun. Uh, but he literally just sat there and slowly ate them plain, one at a time. Uh, started off on a really good pace. I mean, he was probably, I would say, you know, one every three minutes. So, you know, initially, right off the jump, we were like, oh, Jesus. He's going to actually do this. He started to slow around dog four and five. Is when you could tell there was... Uh, there was some slowdown. And it wasn't until he got to around seven that you could really see, okay, this is becoming a problem. And so uh, from there, uh, as time is ticking away, he gets to he gets through the seventh dog. It's like, all right, well, uh, we're. We're moving. We're doing okay. Starts on his eighth dog. And it's slow. I mean, it is slow going. Uh, very prolonged chews. Uh, he starts complaining about 
the salt content in the in the hot dogs, uh, which made for um, some some funny jokes. Um, but uh, you know, you you could tell that this was not going to happen. Uh, so at some point, we moved him into the house because he was whining about the sun and the heat outside. Uh, which, now that I think about it, had he stayed outside the entire time in the sun, uh, that and the salt content probably would have fucking turned his hands into uh, hot dogs. Because his fucking hands would have swol- swollen up like balloons. Swelled up was the word I was looking for. Like fucking balloons between the salt content and the heat. It's gross, huh? Just gross thinking about it, ain't it? Yikes. So... We got him in the house, and he's sitting at the bar, and he's he's eating. And uh, there was about uh, six or so minutes to go, and then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jeff Farnham uh, at the Ten Dog Challenge. It's currently six minutes to go. What say you? Uh, I'm tapping out at uh, nine and uh, one quarter dogs. Unbelievable. He's pulling a Joe Biden. My time's up. Unbelievable. It's not happening. Uh huh. Too much salt in my body right now, and my stomach is full. And uh, reversal of fortune is a no go. So. Wait, hold on, hold on. You feel this bad. You're going to feel this bad no matter what. You're not going to feel worse than if you eat. Lifelong lesson for myself. I've never given it a peer pressure. And once again, I will not. But now I will. I'm going to bow out. Change my mind. Maybe you shouldn't run your mouth about eating 10 hot dogs. At eight and three quarters dogs, which is still quite the feat. Okay, well, listen. That is, uh, that's it from the uh, ten dog challenge. Uh, it's probably, you know, yeah, eight and a half dog challenge. Apparently, is what it came down to. So, listen, uh, you're getting the. You get the old. Oh boy! This is not family friendly. This is the uh, the wooden dick. It means you're done. The old dick of the year. Uh, the old the old dick of the year. Is this going on here? Yes. Thanks for watching. This has been uh, Complaints and Observations, the 10 Dog Challenge. Uh, Jeff is a massive fucking failure. You'll know what the the wooden dick part is once you watch the video. Uh, Matt has a bottle opener that's shaped like a penis. It's incredibly immature and funny at the same time. It's the kind of content you should expect here on complaints and observations. Okay, um, an update though. So I saw Jeff yesterday, he said he was fine. He said he felt good, no problem. Um, however, a bit of a curveball here. Uh, heard from Jeff via the uh, Complaints and Observations voicemail uh, feature that you can find at the bottom of every show. Uh, There's a link there. You click it. You record your message. It comes right to me uh, via my library on the site. I get an email of it. It works fucking perfectly. Easiest way to get involved with the show. Please do it. 
um, if you listen to the show and haven't done it yet, you're an asshole. There's only like four or five E anyway, so the least you could do is that. Um, anyway, did hear from Jeff, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't all good. Hey, it's Jeff from the Hot Dog Challenge. Uh, we were like uh, 42 hours post ending, and uh, I uh, I'm finally having my um, exit interview. And it's not good. Uh, I knew as soon as uh, I woke up and tightened my belt that uh, things would uh, start happening. And I made it to my first stop. And, uh, you know, it it started and uh, it really, really took a toll on me. I'm sweating. I'm out of breath. Um, uh, do I have regrets? No. But um, uh, I don't feel good right now. The poor bastard. I mean, honestly, I I do feel uh, I feel bad for him. I feel partially responsible. Only partially responsible. Um, he started it. That is a fact, and I wish I had that on tape. Uh, because the the ego on this young man, astonishing. And then the fact that his own brother, Mark, I know you're listening. You're one of the four or five listeners I have currently. Um, you said he could do it, and I doubted you, and I doubted him, and I was proven correct which is one of my favorite things on earth is to be proven right. Uh, I am very narcissistic in that way, but in that may, that way, God, ah, I fucking suck at this talking into a microphone thing. But honestly, the hot dog challenge, I think was a massive success. Uh, 17 plus minutes of content for the show, which you can't beat that. Uh, love that. Um, I took a bunch of videos, like I said, so hopefully hopefully today I can get to that tonight maybe um, and get that posted, and I'll, I'll put an update up on the uh, Instagram page, the Twitter page, blah, 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 all that crap, and so that you guys can watch it. Um, <clears throat> and enjoy the, the comments from the peanut gallery because the, the gallery was wasn't extensive you know we kept the uh the gathering under uh 10 people excluding um children there was uh, all the various spawn running around the place all day um but yeah it was fun good time so um that's it for the hot dog challenge i can tell that yeah you know, each and every one of you is uh enraptured right now thinking what could you possibly do to top the 10 dog challenge well nothing that might be the pinnacle of the program right there so uh, you're a witness to history no i shouldn't say that it's not really history it's terrible but what can you do you know it's it's terrible with terrible 
was slightly less terrible with terrible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that's it. Three gripes coming up. Check it out. I hope you enjoyed that terrible commercial. Uh, if you tell your friends about the show, I could add different commercials. Or if you know anyone, or if you own a business and would like to sponsor the show, I'll give you a great rate. Um, you know, pennies, really. But, as I mentioned, it is Monday. It is time for three gripes. I have a bunch of gripes. A uh, lot of good uh, stuff that I came up with. And that it happened over the weekend and things that pissed me off and things that annoyed the piss out of me. Um, the first thing, gripe number one, fireworks. I have no fucking use for these things. And it, you know, there's a, I've never been a firework guy. Uh, you know. Is it because uh, I don't like loud noises? Perhaps. I don't know. Is it is it because my ears are damaged from years of uh, heavy metal? Perhaps. But I, I just don't see the... I, I don't know. I don't see the excitement. It's like uh, noise, bang, light, and that's it. Fuck that nonsense. And then, you know, 4th of July rolls around, and it's probably a two-month window where every jackass around you is lighting off fireworks for no fucking reason. You know, they're illegal in the state of Massachusetts, but the heathens up north in New Hampshire, uh, you know, you can buy them there. The northern rednecks will sell you all the uh, fucking fireworks you want, advertise on every radio station in Massachusetts to get you to drive to New Hampshire so that you can procure uh, the contraband, bring it, you know, smuggle it back into Massachusetts and blow something up. Ooh. And don't, please don't tell me that. Don't say, oh, it's fun. How's that fun? The the potential for injury is high. No matter how careful you are, you're dealing with essentially gunpowder. And so the, the odds of hurting yourself, I wouldn't say are terribly high, but they're higher than if you didn't play with the gunpowder. And I think the payoff that you get is, you know, nanoseconds. You're going to go through all that work to either buy it from some shady prick in a Shaw's parking lot out of the back of a van or drive to Nashua, New Hampshire, buy them, bring them back, you know, you have to set up for it. You got to get ready. So you got to make sure that no one's around uh, in terms of, um, you know, the general area. Because you don't want to, you don't want something to happen. Like a bottle rocket, for example. If you don't 
either stick it in the ground or put it in the bottle like you're supposed to do, it can go fucking anywhere. If you put it in the bottle, the bottle could somehow tip over. Next thing you know, it's shooting up someone's asshole. I'm not seeing the payoff. And quite frankly, I, I'm tired of them, especially this year, because it seems to be, uh, you know, with everybody more more or less sort of stuck in the house, not so much here in Massachusetts anymore, because for the most part, we're a little bit smarter than everyone else. Doesn't mean we're better than anyone else, but we're a tad smarter than everyone else. Um, you know, we've kind of got this thing uh, under a bit of control. My, my I'm petrified uh, that people are going to be very lax on it. And look, I've been lax on it. Um, I need to sort of rein that in a tad, but, um, you know, and my thinking is that because everyone's been stuck in the house, they've been buying fireworks to light shit off. Wow. Great. So exciting. I'm just fucking done with them because there's nothing worse than you just sitting watching TV and all of a sudden there's a fireworks show going on and God knows where and all you can hear is fucking bangs. The other night they didn't fucking stop until, I don't know, 2 a.m., something like that. They were fucking still going around here. And I live in an exceptionally quiet area. But I mean, Friday, the, the 3rd of July... There was a, a fireworks uh, exhibition here that lasted a solid hour. You get some moron lighting shit off in their backyard. More than likely. Allegedly. I just fucking hate it. You know? I don't like it. And I'm there's no way I'm alone in this feeling. No fucking way. And uh, that's it. Yeah, that's the end of that rant because you, there isn't much more you can say. There's no, you can't really ex you know expound on that, can you? I hate fireworks. No, probably not. I could say they're stupid, which they are, and they're surprisingly expensive too. If you ever seen how much these things cost, if you go and buy them in New Hampshire, well, probably because. Uh, you know, it costs money to insure the building. It costs money to insure, uh, you know, the transport from one place to another. Uh, and then, you know, there's there's a markup because it's a, you know, explosive device. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't buy them. It's fucking stupid. Let somebody else handle it. Let a professional handle it. But then again, professionals in, in this day and age are frowned upon for some weird fucking reason. Because people are fucking stupid. Um, yeah. That one made me mad. The next two made me laugh, but this that one made me made me angry. Angry elf with that one. Gripe number two. Inconsiderate assholes who feel the need to play the speakerphone, the speaker on their phone when they're having a conversation in a public place. Case in point. Friday morning, the wife and I are having breakfast. 
and uh, this crackhead in a booth um, decides that she's going to have a conversation with her mother. The speakerphone is on, and she's loud to begin with. I said it before the phone call even started. I said to Jen, Jesus Christ, she's loud. And it was probably when she was giving her order to the waiter who was standing right there. She needed to yell. Nope, that's just her normal tone of voice. Loud. Probably from the pills. Um, And then proceeded to have a, like, you know, 10-minute conversation with her mother on the phone. Yelling. The The volume on the phone is, is way too fucking loud. Granted, the restaurant wasn't busy. So it's not as if she's interrupting numerous people's breakfast, just a handful. But I've never understood that. What makes you fucking think that anyone else gives a shit about your conversation? Because you you should know that people are going to fucking hear that when you when you have the the volume on the phone cranked up you should fucking know that and if you don't you're you're a fucking idiot you're and you're an asshole you're already a selfish fucking twat for playing the goddamn thing so that everybody can fucking hear it there's decorum when using a cell phone. And the problem is, as the years have gone by, when cell phones first came out, they treated it as a telephone. Now it's treated as, you know, part of your body. And I'm fucking guilty, just like everybody else, of of constantly looking and touching and doing everything with this goddamn telephone. And honestly, it's it's a trait that I, I have. It's not fear of missing out. It's just fear of not knowing. And granted, they could be looked at as the same, but I don't think that's it. So I'm not missing anything. It's just it's this inherent need to know shit constantly. So the phone is always there, and so a lot of people have the uh, the concept of having a private conversation. For a lot of people, is gone. Everything is out in the in the open. Everybody knows everything about everybody now. It's good and it's bad. It's mostly bad. I would say it's like 55-45. Bad to good. But when you're having a conversation with somebody, especially a relative, especially in a public setting, turn off the fucking speaker. If you're outside walking around, uh, you know, your backyard, or if you're... Walking down the street, although walking down the street's pretty fucking bad too. Nobody wants to hear that. But if you're at home, you can play the fucking speaker all you want. But if you're, if there's anybody around you that doesn't need to hear this conversation, you should not have your speaker on. It's really fucking simple. It's not hard. Yet this young lady with a bevy of issues, I'm sure. And I'm making an assumption I don't like doing that. I don't like judging. I don't like it. I'm judging this woman because she annoyed the fuck out of me with this goddamn telephone. 
Gripe number three. And it's it's a gripe. It's an observation. More so than a gripe. But it's a gripe just because it's funny and it's weird. We all have, if you're on the Instagram, we all have one or two Instagram friends, dudes, that follow every single uh, Instagram model. We all have them. I have two. I have one kid who used to work for me back in the day. Great kid. You know, honestly, he's one of the funniest kids I ever met. Uh, super guy. Horny as fuck, apparently. And then another is an old high school friend who uh, I haven't talked to in, fuck, Jesus, 20 years? Whoa. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. But anyway, we're Instagram friends, as that's what social media does. Uh, him more so than than the other one. Follows every single fucking uh, Instagram model. Instagram has that discover feature when you go and, you know, you, you, you click on the little magnifying glass and it just brings up a bunch of uh, random posts sort of based on what you've, you've clicked on and, and who you follow and et cetera, et cetera. So most of my stuff is filled with, you know, sports stuff and old houses and golf, cigars, booze, shit like that. But I'm like every other dude. I occasionally will click on some of these chicks and it's it's funny because you're like, all right, well, wow, who's this? And you look at her uh, her profile. It's like, oh, okay, yep, she's way too young. And... Uh, you know, it's like, oh, and then it says followed by this dude and this dude and, and this dude. It's like, God damn, guy. So the first time I, not the first time, but the last time I noticed, I noticed it the other day. Um, And this girl's a, she's a professional wrestler. So that's probably, I would say that was probably why I clicked on, on her profile. Uh, but it said, and, and it, it clicked. I'm like, oh, God, he follows this broad too. And even though he liked wrestling, well, that's when I clicked on his name, went to see who he followed. And it was just, I would say he followed four to 500 people. And I would say 95% of them were Instagram models. It's like good fucking grief, dude. Of all the places to go to get that sort of content, I wouldn't have imagined that Instagram would be the place that you would do it. But this young man seems, uh, he, he feels differently. He enjoys the content that these young women uh, pump out on a regular basis. Uh, and it's a, what a, what a fascinating business model, by the way. You're you're attractive enough that that people are going to follow you when you post your pictures. Then again, I mean, Christ, fucking all dudes. Yeah, it it doesn't fucking matter. You could, yeah, you don't even have to be attractive. You have one nice feature. You're gonna do fucking very well. And I can't imagine it's the same for guys. I don't know. 
Maybe I should just take pictures of my beard and post it and see what happens. Should be an Instagram beard model. I have a nice beard. I have a nice head of hair for the most part. Although I think my hairline is retreating a bit. Getting a little thin on top. And what can you do? That's age. But I wonder if that's the same. I wonder if that's the case for dudes. I don't want to start searching like bearded dudes on Instagram. Because then who knows what's going to pop up. Nothing that I uh, want to see. But uh, yeah. We all have that friend. That Instagram friend. Who follows all of them. And it's, I think it's weird. If you follow one or two, all right, whatever. That's fine. But all of them? Or a ton of them? That's a bit much, no? Again, when you, when, when you have so many other avenues to get that kind of content, unless all of a sudden, unless... Here's here's something I just thought of. Let's say he's a staunch anti-nudity person, anti-pornography person, hardcore, hates it, can't have it. So instead, he looks at clothed Instagram models. I don't know. Maybe. That'd be an interesting tact. Somebody who's Staunchly anti-pornography, yet uh, we'll look at every single Instagram model's profile. I mean, it works, right? I don't know. I really don't know what I'm talking about here or about anything else. Uh, But that jumped out at me the other day, and I thought it was funny. So I figured I would pass that along to the show. If you have thoughts, please share them. Complaints pod at Twitter. Complaints and observations pod on Instagram. Show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. You can search complaints and observations on YouTube. Should have the 10 dog challenge video up. Uh, sometime in the next uh, 48 to 72 hours to figure out how to edit these uh, phone videos. Uh, if you have my number, send me a text. Give me a call. You know, I'm not going to share my number, but, you know, if you have it, let me know. Uh, there's a Facebook page that I never look at, but you can, you know, you can check check it out there as well. And again, the uh, the voicemail feature on uh, every episode page, whatever medium you're using, Spotify, iTunes, Google, other ones, I don't know. But, uh, but that's it for episode 18. We're rolling right along here. 18 fucking episodes, and I'm into this thing, you know, I'll keep this going. I'm unemployed. I got nothing else to do. Um, So we'll keep this going. We'll keep this rolling. Um, You know, I need some more equipment because I I do want to get some guests in there. And I've said this since episode four. Um, But I might have a lead on some some equipment. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's it. Thank you very much as always. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.